0: Yeah, on this journey, you know, so since 2014, we're talking, you're coming up on your 10 years uh, in online ministry. What's, what's been, let's, let's start with the highlight. What's, as you look at the highlight for the last eight, nine years uh, of doing online ministry, what's, what, what is one or two things in? Welcome to the Social Media Church podcast. I am so excited about today's guest. Uh, we got a legend on uh, this episode today. Uh, but before we get into the guest, uh, Aaron, you and I are together again. Aaron, it's good to be co-hosting a podcast with you. Today. You know what? There was a little bit of
1: awkward pause when you started, and, and we kind of locked eyes. I didn't didn't know if you were going to kick it off or if I was going to kick it off. It was like this little awkward moment between us. So I'm glad we could start our podcast, given our given our listeners a little awkward. Uh, Awkward moment between two lovers that I haven't
0: seen in a uh, long time. You just you just made it awkward. It wasn't awkward, uh, but you we made it awkward. awkward uh, you got to
1: go all the way there. That way, everyone's like, "Wait, did they mean to do that? Or are they trying to play it off?" No, we're not trying to play it
0: off. This is th- thanks for making our guests feel awkward. If you if you could go ahead and introduce them, Aaron, uh, let's let's jump in. I got so many questions. I know you got questions. You actually wanted to start ask, started asking questions. Like, no, we got to wait and record so everyone can get in, in on mystery, these, nils. These answers.
1: master of the podcast is on this podcast nils is truly the master host also if you're not watching on YouTube head over there check out Nils's new office every few months nils gets a new space that he likes to record from and it's not a zoom background it's pretty incredible uh they're all in New York so if you're, if you're ever there uh listen to the coming to New York City podcast by his wife and you'll you'll get to find all of the secret spots where he records podcasts from but Uh, transitioning to somebody that both Nils and I Nils actually canceled some stuff because he was, he had to be here for this. So you guys are in for a treat. Uh, We have Mr. Tom Hounder joining us today. You know, what I picture in my head when I uh, think of you is just, you're all over Twitter. For me, it's Tom's always the guy commenting on anybody in this space. You have no partiality. You are commenting on everybody and anybody who is doing anything in this church space to the point where I'm embarrassed that we've never been on a call together. Uh, I I didn't realize Nils hadn't been on a call with you either. And so this is long overdue, and we're so excited to introduce you to an audience that's probably already familiar with you. So for the two people that aren't, would you mind introducing yourselves to them?
2: Yeah, hey guys, uh, it's an honor to be here. And this is actually like a dream come true because the Social Media Church Podcast has been something that's like one of the first podcasts I ever listened to when it was back with DJ and then with Jay and Nils. I mean, so, and now Aaron, this is, this is fun. I love listening to your podcast. So this is really a, a, a privilege for me to be talking with you guys. Um, I, uh, so yeah, I love Twitter. I'm all over Twitter because it's my favorite. And that's where I think Nils and I good uh, yep. because Nils seems to really love Twitter as well. Um, and I love following what he's doing uh, on there, but yeah, I'm a, I'm the online campus pastor at New Life Christian Church in Chantilly, Virginia. I have a student ministry background. I started back in 97. And uh, about 2014, um, our church got gifted some live stream equipment from uh, Exponential. We're, wow. we're pretty tied into Exponential. And they said, hey, listen, we're not going to use this equipment during the year. We need a place to store it. Can you guys just use it? And so our church was like, okay. Um, and so my executive pastor came up to me one day and said, Tom, you're, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, you're like a youth guy. We're thinking about, yes, I mean, we're, uh, we're thinking about starting this online campus. Would would you want to be the campus pastor there? And I'm like, okay, well, this is new for me. Let's, let's pray about it. So, you know, the typical response is let's pray about it. And so we agreed, both of us were going to pray and it was going to be kept private. Um, well, two or three days later, we're in a bigger meeting with a few other senior staffers, and our executive pastor said, Hey, guys, Tom is praying about this. And I'm like, Okay, well, the cat's out of the bag a little bit, but nothing, big, no big deal. And then at our next staff meeting, just a few days later, our executive pastor said, Tom's going to be our online campus pastor. And that's how I started. So
0: that was the end of the prayer
2: time. <laughs> yes, I'd answered the prayer right there. I mean,
0: so. <laughs> Um, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, but that's how I got my start. I mean, and I mean, I I love blogging. I love podcasting and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. But I knew nothing about what it meant to be an online campus pastor first. So I started to to hit up people like Jay and Jason Morris, Nils. You don't remember this, but like I actually met you from afar at one of the remember the I Ministry conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in Dallas, like at Lake Point. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I attended one of those, and you were there, that's and I was awesome. like, oh my gosh, there's Nils, and so it was just kind of fun, but I've been that's learning awesome. my way ever since then, so that's how I got started.
0: I love it. I think, you know, one of the things that's interesting, Tom, is this space, there's, you know, it's funny, I, I during the pandemic, you know, so many churches got excited about online campuses, and churches come to me like, hey, we're looking to hire somebody with like five five years experience in online ministry. And I'm like, there's like five of those people in the, in the world. Yeah. Uh, like, this is you. You are definitely one of those OGs. And I think you know you you also are not not many of us stayed, uh in that seat uh, for for long enough. Uh, and it's it's one of those things that I, I feel still obviously very involved in the online ministry world. But I you know I, I love having conversations with you that have done it for so long because the the reality of doing it a long time. Is that you have to change so much? Is when you started isn't it what it is. Jay, 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 and I got together. I was in Southern California about a month ago, and we were catching up, and he was just talking about all the changes. You know, he's been in it now over a decade, and it's just his. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been it's been a ride. You know, it's been a ride thinking back to those I ministry days, uh, and and what that uh, what that looked like. Is all of us were kind of just figuring this out together um man it's good good memories uh tom i i gotta say too man as as i'm meeting you face to face here and and i'm like aaron i've I've seen your twitter profile image i feel like i interact with you every day via twitter uh you look just like your twitter profile image too where sometimes you be be, be, people like oh that photo was uh you know my photoshopped on there uh tom's tom represents himself accurately um just yeah. a good-looking man, you know. To be clear, <laughs> I got a little
2: bit more more gray hair than I want to have right now. Well, yeah.
0: What I, what I would do to have hair, Tom, uh, <laughs> is uh, the, the reality to this to yeah. this conversation. Perhaps on most of these podcasts, and Nils doesn't start crying. It's just a yeah. Te- tears will be shed. Tom, I would love to know as you've been, you know, on this journey, you know, so since since twenty fourteen. We're talking. You're coming up on your ten years yeah. uh, in online ministry what's what's been let's let's start with the highlight what's as you look at the highlight for the last eight nine years uh of doing online ministry what's what what is one or two things that stand out to you i
2: i love the simple fact that we are able to connect with people in real time with anybody in the world i mean it 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 fascinates me again our online attendance is not this massive we reach five hundred thousand people every week We reach a few hundred people every week. Yeah. But there are people in England who are watching us. There are people in Italy watching us. When, when our staff, we have, um, we have people that work for the State Department and other things because we're close to Washington DC. When they travel for work, they are able to watch us and connect with us. And we're able to be a shining light to people all over the world, all because of technology. This was, uh, this wasn't possible 20 years ago. But now, now it's completely possible, and I think we're able to take the gospel to the ends of the earth because of digital. You know, you, and you think about like mission trips. When you're going on a mission trip, you're paying thousands of dollars to go across the world. Well, I just need a, I just need a smartphone. You know, I mean, to, to be able to share about Christ. So, I love it. Yeah, that that's one of the things I, I really enjoy, and I just love the adapting to new technology. You know, my my very first online group was a google group oh, it was like the google forum group you yeah. know and and how we've changed from time and technology is changing so rapidly that we're able to do things again video conferencing we do video online life groups you know those are those are now possible where they weren't possible nine ten years ago when i first started out now that, that's been really kind of neat to see the technology and how we can use the technology for for the gospel
0: That's awesome. And and would you say, Tom, that in your while you've sat in the chair, is video conferencing probably the most leveraged tool in your ministry or that you've seen maybe progress the most that's impacted your ministry? Or is it YouTube? Is it live streaming? What what would you say technology wise has most progressed uh, to affect your ministry?
2: Yeah, I would say it's definitely been the video conferencing and that's been able to be really helpful and we've been able to really do a lot with that. Yeah, I will say a close second has been YouTube ever, ever since the pandemic, we went all in on YouTube and we've we've seen tremendous opportunity where we've been able to encourage people. They may not be coming to our church, but we know that they're being encouraged in their faith and we're good with that. And so I, I, I love YouTube a lot right now.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I see that. I mean, that's, and that's pretty consistent. Uh, and I love, I love that you're leading in there. I love that you're seeing fruits there. Um, what, what with, you know, even your present strategy, can you maybe speak to what, what's happening right now? What, and, and I, I, I saw in one of your emails recently, a metaverse mission trip. Oh, yeah. it, like there's always these new things where I'm like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and innovative, but I, but I'm curious, like what, what else are you seeing? uh, currently in, in your online ministry and doing that, that, maybe, uh, you weren't doing before you're seeing a lot of fruit from.
2: Yeah. I, I think again, the pandemic changed everything and more people became more well, well aware of it. I, I think one of the things that really has been cool is online ministry provides a different type of service opportunity that was not there before we started. You know, we have camera people now, and and so young kids can be camera people. We actually have a a seventh grader who is a camera person, and he is serving our church once every three weeks doing a camera person. We have audio people and video people. That wasn't available a few years ago. And so, again, not everyone's gifted to be the hospitality person or the the diaper-changing person. But they have different skill sets and this provides a, a unique opportunity uh for that for us to be able to, to do that um and then with youtube we we said listen we want to be encouraging people in their faith and so we we kind of did a combination of we use text and church as our text platform and we use youtube and so one of our goals was oh, last year in 2022 we said we want everyone to read the Bible every single day. So how can we do that? And so we came up with an idea that we were able to text out daily scriptures. And then as we got comfortable with it, we started doing daily videos. You know, the, the YouTube shorts. Yep. We would put them on Instagram and TikTok as well. But they really excelled in YouTube shorts. and um, And so... What we discovered is that people really were able to be encouraged every single day because they were getting a text scripture and they were getting a short devotional from one of our volunteers or one of our staff members. And that, again, has been tremendous. We've seen so much success with that. We've grown in subscribers. But the cool thing about that, too, is most of the people who are watching, when you look at the analytics, most of the people who are watching it are not subscribers to our channel. So we're reaching people who are unchurched and who have an opportunity to hear about Jesus maybe for the very first time. And so that's what we feel like has been really, really great and happening for us.
1: Tom, that's that's incredible. Just to be clear, okay, so we're going to make this practical so the audience can take this, because I'm sure a lot of people need to rewind two minutes here and listen to what Tom just said. But to be clear, you create a short, that's, and, and you're creating that on the daily, right? So there, Or maybe you're not creating it on the daily, but you you're releasing it on the daily, you're creating a short that's a little quick devotional. I'd be curious for you to dive into even maybe what the elements are, how long is it, right? We wanna get real practical. And then you're posting it to YouTube. You're taking that link and you're texting the link out to your text-based subscribers through te- through the Text in Church platform. Um, mm-hmm. And then that is ultimately driving people back to make that video work in the YouTube algorithm reaching these non-subscribers that are seeing this this video? Am I clear on, on the process here of what you guys are doing?
2: Yeah, basically we are. And, and that's exactly right. We, we take it, and I usually text them around 8, 10 a.m. Uh, and we have that thing. But I release the YouTube video at midnight Eastern time. And I hashtag it. I put a description. By the time I wake up in the morning, because usually I like to wake up and, and see it, and then I also like it on my own platform, so I, you know, get more likes or whatever. Um, but it already has a few hundred likes. And I'm like, this is awesome. People who are not in Washington, D.C. are seeing this video before I even wake up, and they're being encouraged and they're You said faith. a few and hundred. I, yes, a few hundred, yes. So, wow. so we started, it, it started, okay, so we really started this last June of the shorts. We, we were texting everybody in Jan, January, and then in June we started doing the shorts to complement the, the scripture reading and what we first started seeing was like okay we get a hundred views by the end of the day right right now we're we're averaging probably around 400 views of video as we post Jeez. and so it, it's been really cool to see that we're starting to get some momentum here and more and more people are starting to see it in Again, now, you know, we first started before the pandemic, we had less than five hundred subscribers. Right now we're on the cusp of thirteen hundred subscribers to our channel. Love it. And so it's it's been really kinda neat to see how God's been using YouTube for us to be able to share about Jesus.
0: I I love, love it too, Nils. There's so many I love it. this so love much. I grew YouTube. Crazy. It, it is. I mean, I think, I think as we think about the algorithm of YouTube and some, of, some of the nuance, but I think that honestly, what is blowing my mind as you're sharing this Tom, is the simplicity of it is yeah. I hear all the time from church leaders. Like I, what else do I post other than just sermon clips? And sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Uh, what, what you just said is how about the Bible? Um, <laughs> right. And we just started posting the Bible. Um, and, and, and I think too, like that's and and you know, they, I, and I heard many years back, and I, I, I'm guessing it's no longer the case, but but there was a time where on Twitter, Twitter did kind of a what's most engaging on Twitter, what what has gotten the most views on Twitter. Historically, well, it's Bible verses. Bible verses, like, you know, eight years into Twitter was the most engaged thing, and Twitter didn't know what to do with that. Um, and and it was kind of this dumb moment of, like, the Bible is the word of God, of course it did well. And it is so retweetable. It, it fits into algorithms so well. And and I think this is such an aha I, I, from churches is like, I think sometimes that we've only seen the word of God as typed yes. out, written out, yeah. instead of videoed out. Um, and man, what a, ingenious idea that isn't that complicated but is very powerful that's and what i want
1: to like, hear what is what is the video how long is it and what's happening yeah. in the video just just spell out the play so we can do this
2: well for for youtube the, for shorts it has to be under 60 seconds yeah it, sure. the moment it goes over 60 seconds the the moment it becomes that longer form video and you don't get as many views we are we we do devotionals longer form devotionals and we get probably like 60, 70, 80, 100 views on that. But these shorts are the ones that are, are really going big. And because, you know, YouTube wants to do that. And so they're going to push it out a little bit more. But there's 60 seconds. And so what we do is we take the scripture for that day. And somebody, I don't give them a framework, really. I, I tell them, here's the topic. But you, you say what you want to say. Share what you're learning as a believer and challenge them. And so that's what we do. And again, it is hard to do 60 seconds, yeah. but you get in a rhythm and like you pound them out. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a youth ministry guy, so I can pound out some things pretty quickly. But um, it, it does take some time. And the, the cool thing I think the pandemic also did for us is that it introduced us to TikTok more so in the sense that people were just hanging out on their chairs, doing videos and like, hey, guys, this is me. I'm like, you don't need to be professional, kind of like Neil said. You don't yeah. have to have the best lighting and whatnot. You want to have good lighting, of course. You want to be able to see yourself. But people just want authenticity. They want to be real and they want to see what you're learning in the Bible and you share it with other people.
1: Wow. Well, I think we can get the hashtag pounded out uh going. <laughs> um yeah, you you, you just pound up so 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 on that on that topic though, that's so good. Are you are you using a cell phone, like, or are you actually in a studio and they're recording? Like, they're stepping in front of camera, just doing a quick sixty-second video.
2: No, I, I got, I have behind me over here is is my little corner of my home office, and I tend to use that. But I'll be, I'll be uh, um, at my church and do a quick little video. Some people will do them outside, and you'll hear birds chirping or something like that. But uh, no, uh, we we don't have. Uh, we don't actually have a studio where my church is actually a sportsplex, which is a whole different story. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we, everyone does it from a different place.
1: That's awesome. So the next yeah. needs to be Tom, you hitting a home run, give the devotional and then have someone pitch you, you know, a sportsplex and you can uh, knock it out of the park.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. There you go. I so some do...
0: creativity opportunities. Yeah. there some some perfect Bible verses. Anyways, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so trick shot Bible verses. that, that does have a, viral opportunity to Tom, it
1: for sure um one of the things that that i'm that i'm curious about and and it would be a massive miss if we did not ask this because it's it is rarefied air as nil said right up at the top anybody that's doing anything for 10 years there's some learnings 10 plus years right anybody that's doing been doing online pastor online church for 10 years extremely rarefied air not just because of the technological changes but leadership buy-in leadership turnover continued investment from the church no pushback, Tom, kudos to you not getting burned out, um, especially yep. through the pandemic. Tom, I'm just curious what 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 love would you send to your church and the leadership of your church for why this has just continued to be invested in for 10 plus years
2: I, I really do think it's the leadership of the church. I mean because again, our my senior pastor is not the most tech savvy person or whatnot. But he is the one who really wants to get the word out to people. And he really believes that digital is a frontier for us to reach people every single day. So without his blessing, this really wouldn't have been happening. And you guys have seen this. It's, it was great at the very beginning of the pandemic, everybody was all in, but now that we're back to normal of some sort, we've seen people go back to, ah, digital's not that important anymore. And it's it's a huge miss. It, it breaks my heart because digital is part of the future. It's not the only way, but it's a huge part of our future in the church for us to be relevant in the decades to come. You know, so I, I got to say, it's my my church leadership has been all in on this and all in for us to experiment and try new things. So for the I wish I could get new cameras though.
1: Yeah, that's right. So for <laughs> for the leaders, for the leaders that are listening, right, who are maybe in that senior pastor spot. What what are the, the metrics that have continued to get them excited that this is continually worth investing into just that, that you could share?
2: Here are the metrics that we measure, and I know every church is different, but we measure our, our, our Sunday morning service. We measure some rebroadcasts, um, but what we're looking at more importantly is uh, we are measuring How many people are in online life groups? And we know it's not gonna be a huge number for our church because we want people in in personal groups too. But how many people are in online life groups? How many people are serving? And then how many people, one of the other metrics is how many people are reading the Bible? And again, one of the ways that we measure that is what we're doing with this online stuff. Um, So these are just measures that we can track and we feel like, okay, these are good. And we do set goals. And I'm in the process of redoing my goals right now what do we want to look for and how can we be reaching more people but again it's i think online life groups reading the bible those are our two big things of saying okay we're doing good here let's continue to push forward
0: and and tom getting practical with online life groups do you use zoom do you let them use whatever they want to use what what, what technology are you empowering those leaders with
2: yeah we're using all of it um so we're doing facebook yeah. groups we're doing yep. zoom And we're also, I I love the YouVersion Bible lab and really want to encourage people to do those group Bible studies. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are like, those are, there's a lot of Bible studies there that you don't have to create, you know, they're there for you and you just have to go be a part of it with them. So we've been doing that. One one of the things I'm, I'm really working on is how can I empower more people to be group leaders? I'm, I'm doing most of it. I want to empower more people to do it so I'm, so we can be multiplying more and more people in those groups.
0: That's awesome. Tom, Tom while well, we well we got you, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a left turn here. Um I, and I, I I feel like we could talk all night church all day, but I wanna talk Twitter. Uh well yes. we got another Twitter fanatic here. A lot of church leaders aren't paying as much attention as you and I are to Twitter. What what's what's your take on the the where Twitter is going? And and I don't know if you saw it, but Twitter just announced their new CEO yep. today. And so uh, so some big changes already having happened, um, big announcements made. Obviously, Tucker Carlson just announced he's taking yeah. his show to Twitter. Um, the, now they got a new CEO, female CEO. Um, it seemed to be a good move to me. But what's what's your take on all these things happening to Twitter? Does Twitter uh, have a bright future? Is it an unknown future? What's, what's your take?
2: Okay, I, I think with all things, it's kind of an unknown future. But he, here's the deal. Facebook and Instagram, I go on Facebook and Instagram. All I see is recommended posts and suggested posts. I don't see what my friends are doing. On Twitter, I get to connect with people. I see what people are doing. It's not filled with ads, yep. it's filled with people sharing and having conversations. And so I think everyone likes to poo poo on Twitter. It's yep. the easy one. It's the easy win for people. Poo-poo. Here's what I think. As a digital missionary, it's a mission field that cannot be touched. There's so much organic reach possibility with uh, for ministry that I think it is the go-to. I can't reach people on Instagram and in uh, Facebook like I can on on uh, Twitter. So I think we've turned the corner a little bit. We've gone through the bumpy part with the the thing. Everyone's left who wants to leave, but they're all going to come back because. That's where people are talking. I yes, I, I like to share. I like to share this story. Years ago, I was on Twitter and I just had this random thought. I'm like, remember when Richard Marx had really awesome hair? And I tagged Richard Marx and I screenshot his like big hair from the 80s. And he he replied and said, "Still do, bro. Still do." And I'm like, I couldn't do that on Facebook. Oh, no. I couldn't. That's- do that- I, I have access to Richard marks every single day if I want to you know so I think the possibilities are huge for Twitter that's such a good yes.
1: story and and you allu- you alluded to it right here we do have three guys on the call that Twitter is our favorite social media network yes. if DK were here he was lean into that as well um it I've always said it is the purest form of social media it was what social media was meant to be you're, if you don't follow and you're not interacting, you are voiceless and nameless and ignored. If you mean something, you can say something off the wall, uh, and you get, you know, kind of social police for that, but, but you're right, Tom, like you have, or you could be a nobody that says the right thing and get elevated to the top. Right. So Tom, you're, you're hundred percent right that you have limitless access and, and your success on Twitter is really governed by how social you are right? And so the people that are winning on Twitter are interacting with people and it's where your friends are. And they do have a great algorithm because if you want to see the random stuff that they feed you, there's a place for that. If you want to see the stuff that you just want to see your friends, there's a place for that. And it's all real time. Plus we're all three sports fans on here, right? So there's, there's a little bit of an extra bias because there's really no better place to, to entertainly watch a game. Uh, the comedy on Twitter is unrivaled as well. There's so many elements to Twitter that is standalone for being the purest form of social media. So in that vein, Tom, how are you? uh, So you have the Tom hat, then you have the Tom online pastor hat, right? How are you leveraging Twitter on on like the church side of things? Just give give, give the people some ideas.
2: Yeah, see, uh, now here's where I may get a little bit messy on things is that as a church... I don't feel like I have as much reach as Tom Pounder does. And so I think more people are going to respond to me as a quote unquote digital missionary than, than to New Life Christian Church uh, in my social channel. Now we do share stuff and we do encourage with devotionals on Twitter, but I feel like my, my opportunity is as Tom Pounder. And so that's why I do try to be like, I, I have two audiences I'm trying to reach in on Twitter. One are those who are not believers and those who are ministers, and I want to encourage them in digital missions and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I try to juggle both, but again, in order to juggle both, I, I gotta be Tom Pounder. And so Tom Pounder's all about nineties. I'm all about you know nineties rock, grunge, rap, whatever you want to call it, like Beverly Hills 90210. I gotta I gotta be real to me, and I think people can do that because Again, I think half my friends are not believers on Twitter, and we've had some really cool conversations about faith offline because of the interactions we're having online. So I think it's really, really awesome
0: i so I and I got to share an opinion about twitter I, I I think you're so right, I'm of. people connect to people more than they connect to an organization, and I know there's a lot of pastors that feel attention of. I don't want to be the celebrity pastor. But I don't think when you're online, it doesn't mean you're becoming a celebrity. It just means you're being a person in these spaces. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like I don't want to be a pastor when I'm at dinner, or at, you know, like, or I don't want to be, you know, like you, you at the end of the day are just showing up where people are. But but I do think there's a place, and this is where this conversation isn't relevant for everyone. Of you can't be everywhere. You can't be on Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram yeah. and TikTok and and whatever you know. list could go you on. Else, you and so <laughs> you got to, you got to pick and choose uh or you can be like me and uh and just have life life chaos everywhere uh and uh and, and i'm a i i binge you know jump it jump different platforms but 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 uh, yeah I, I love twitter but one of the things I, I keep hearing about twitter is especially with the tucker carlson news um recently is and to be clear, we are not a political anything. We're not right. But but it's big news. Uh, this is one of the biggest voices in politics. Uh, and he's saying i tw- I'm moving from television to Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and I think people maybe would have said, okay, YouTube, but not Twitter. Um, and and what I keep hearing is like Twitter's not a video platform. Well, Instagram also wasn't a video platform, it was a photo sharing app. Uh, that has turned into a video platform. That happens to you can share photos too. On By the way, TikTok, uh, I, TikTok was it was was TikTok always video or was like, yes, it, it was musically. Music, it was, right, it right. was it was it was it was like voice like karaoke yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but but it and it has developed and morphed. Th- things change. Technology changes. There's anything we should know about social media is that mm-hmm. it's going to keep changing. And I just think Twitter. This is this is one of those flags to me of like if. There's, Tucker's having conversations with Twitter. He's not just like, oh, I like Twitter as is right now. He Something led him to make that decision to know that this is going to be the right home for his show regularly. And I think this should be an alert to ministry leaders that it's like, hey, if Tucker Carlson is going to be moving his long-form content to this platform, maybe we should be thinking about what this might mean for our church. And so I think this there's a new... Opportunity that is being waved, and Periscope. honestly, I think the opportunity Periscope. Periscope. <laughs> well, so Twitter in Twitter acquired Periscope, and Twitter has done some different new things. But I think this is actually the first, potentially could be the first legitimate competitor to YouTube, uh, because YouTube has no competition. You know, there's Instagram competing with TikTok, uh, and you know, Facebook is whatever Facebook well, it's is. Now. Watch
1: tried, right? That didn't work.
0: The, so I think this is this is the alert that I'm seeing. I'm just I'm fired up about Twitter, and I've been since Elon bought it, especially and and so it's just it's exciting, it's chaotic, uh, and so it's good to good to just be having a conversation with another Twitter fan.
2: Well, and let me say I think you're right on with with Tucker in the sense that I, I think I saw the stat that he he averaged about three million viewers on Fox. His yep. video was twenty million views on. Think about that. 20 million views, people were watching that video. So there is something there and people are like, oh, well, Tucker can't get anywhere else. So he's going, the reality is this could be the start of something bigger because I bet you more yes. and more people will go to, to do something like that. So
1: no doubt. And those 3 million aren't, aren't very uh, real or accurate, by the way. So it's probably a lot less than that. Yeah. And whereas you can actually see some analytics uh, on Twitter with, Who's watching with you? Who's engaging with you? Yeah, I, I agree uh, a lot. That's a uh, red, red yeah. flag there.
0: I think I think the other thing that I'm taking away from this conversation that's so encouraging, Tom, that you were sharing earlier, is that that, that a lot of times people expect to get online and they want to talk about the hundreds of thousands or millions of people that they can reach or could reach or might reach. Uh, and Tom, I think you're saying like, hey, we're reaching hundreds, you know, and we're, and we're really happy with that. And it's the beauty of at the end of the day, Tucker with a show a few years ago, the only place to distribute that would have been television historically. And and that was limited by time slots. so it's limited by channels. Uh, the internet removes limitations and it actually allows for greater niche micro and communities and connection that we can all be broadcasters and we can engage in a connected community. And, and so I think, I think it's just a good alert for churches is like, you might see Transformation Church or Life Church or, you know, Saddleback Church and think that would be cool. And it might be cool. But but I could also tell you that creates the problems Jay has to solve at Saddleback. The problems, you know, Alan George and I were catching up uh, yesterday and he, he is so relieved not being online. I, I shouldn't say that here on the podcast. But, but it, it's 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 a, it's a wait. He is, he's not released. <laughs> uh, to be fully clear, I, I should speak for Alan in that way. But, but we were just sharing like the the seasons of like, man, when somebody gets saved in Pakistan, I don't know what to do, yeah. you know, like, and I need to solve that. And, and it, and it was exciting. It was a great story to tell, but it's like, but I can't leave that new believer just out there and just tell her story without helping her. yeah um, And, and so it, it, there's, there's complexities to what we're doing, but I, but I, I, did want to be clear. Like there's, there's just this opportunity and you might go on Twitter and if you could build a a church gathering of 50 people on Twitter. How beautiful is that? How powerful is that? It just It's so exciting.
2: We, we really want to be faithful with the few and what God has blessed us. Again, when we started, we're like, we're going to reach all these thousands of people. But what we realize and we when we look at our analytics, while we reach people in Italy or, or California or whatnot, well, 80% of our attendance is relatively within the Washington, D.C. area. And one of the coolest stories we had recently was that there was a guy who watched our eight o'clock service, and he'd been watching for a few weeks, and he really felt like the Lord had convicted him. He's like, now is the time I need to repent and be baptized. He watched at eight o'clock, he felt the call, he drove into our physical campus, and he was baptized at 11 o'clock. I mean, <clears throat> and so... That's where, again, Jeffrey likes yes. to talk about the digital, you know, the digital and online yes. and in-person. That's where it works. And that those are the small stories that we see that are like, this is working. Digital is working. We're not going to reach the millions, but we're going to be faithful with who we do reach. And people are going to come to know Jesus and go spend eternity with him.
0: And I think, Tom, that story needs to be told over and over and over again in your story of, yeah, I think too often in, in online ministry circles, even we celebrate the, the, the crowds, but we, we don't really prioritize the, the one, you know, and, and, and I think that that's, and, and we just so often see the number of views and we forget the ones behind those tens or hundreds or thousands. Um, and it's so important. And, and when you could see that tangible, impact. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And it, it is, you know, and, and it is, I, you know, Jeff, Jeff has nailed it with the digital language, uh, because it is at the end of the day, the internet is the front door today for every church. So whether you want to reach beyond your local community or not, if you don't have an online presence, your, your, your front door of your physical building is going to be much smaller. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, if you're also not engaging your people throughout the week with things like a, you know, a five verse of the day, um your back door is also going to be much larger and so when you integrate digital into your ministry strategy it, it you're going to be that much more successful every single church every single ministry no matter how big no matter how small no matter how old your congregation yep. is honestly i i feel like my mother-in-law spends more time on the internet than anybody yeah. else in my family <laughs> like it is uh it is no compared to my and my mom spends even more time than my mother-in-law uh, and so Either one over listening Aaron told me to say that. To yeah, that. so you yeah. talked to him about that. But you're send him a DM. I remember,
1: Tom, when I when I first became an online passer, which was four four years after you did, right? So I, w- I was the rookie. You were the veteran at that point. Nils said my best volunteers were sixty five year old women. Yep. Right? Yeah. It's just facts. It's not you know, facts. And so so it, so there what well you should be hearing if you're listening to this, there's no excuses or no reason that digital, this idea that digital will grow your brick and mortar. There's just no reason to think otherwise. It doesn't matter your demographics, the younger, the better, but the older, the better is also what you should be hearing in this as well. And there's an opportunity for both. I'm Well, I'm curious, Tom, let's ask you, Frank, still, still in the field, still grinding 10 years in, what, a, what does the demographic of your kind of serve team, uh, volunteer team, Look like on digital. I mean, I know you talked about the younger camera guys. That's cool, but some of your online volunteers. What does it look like?
2: Yeah. So our our chat hosts are very much different. They, They range in age, but they're. I'm 48, and so our team is in the late 30s to upper 50s, and our chat hosts are in that range as well. We have some younger digital camera people and sound tech people. But in regards to chat hosts, Niels is right. We've got a wide range in that, um, and so yeah, it's a, definitely an older group that um, that we have.
0: It's cool. So, well, Tom, as we as we wrap up this conversation, and I want to give you a chance to share how people connect with you. But before that, is there any like last piece of advice that you want to share uh, with church leaders that, that are listening today?
2: Yeah, I think it's just kind of like what I said earlier is. One is to be faithful with the few that you have, can consistently pour into them, and then just be open to seeing what God does. I mean, I think God is really doing something here. And again, like you said, Nils, you, you know, older people can get it. It doesn't matter what age your congregation is. My dad's in his mid-70s, and he's on Zoom Bible studies two times a week. So, I mean, it doesn't matter what it looks like. There's always something digital that they can do. and People adapt really well. the The iPhone changed everything years ago. You know, what I mean, it. People can adapt now, and um, so I, I think just keep on pressing forward. Don't move back. Keep on pressing forward, even if it's just small steps. Keep on moving forward in that.
0: Tom, I want to. I a uh, second what you just said, and I want to also just add. Thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, so, so, as you're encouraging others to be faithful, you have been such a faithful servant uh, and served both church leaders and your church, uh, very faithfully. And I am so grateful for that and the model you have set for others uh, to follow uh, because I know that faithfulness has come uh, with, with great challenges. Uh, and so, yeah. Well, let assist. me let,
2: let me say this too. I mean, for online ministry leaders, when I first started, again, it was people like you and Jay and other people that, that there's never been a better group of ministers that I could reach out to that were so encouraging. You know, when I was starting out with student ministers, we're all arrogant and jerks and we're like, we're the best. No, not you guys. You guys were all like, here, this is what I'm learning. Why don't you try this? I've never met a group of ministers like online ministry leaders who have been so encouraging and so faithful. So if you're on it and you're like, I'm struggling, Jeffrey, Neil Smith, Aaron, uh, Jay Cranda, these, Jason Morris, these guys are want to be in your corner. And they're going to encourage you. So reach out to them. It's, it's great.
0: And, and Tom Pounder, add, and add Tom, Tom Pounder. to the list. So Tom, how, how, tell us about your podcast and how can people connect with you online?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, one of the uh, things I like to do is I like to podcast too. And I've been trying to get Nils and Aaron on it for a while, but they sucker me into theirs first. So I'll get them later.
1: Let, I'm going to let people connect with you. I'm going to take complete ownership of this. I have failed and strung Tom out. Oh for months and it's a hundred percent on my fault i'm the worst person in america to schedule with and it has nothing to do with motivation to make your podcast better and we thank you for making ours better Tom. And <laughs> like, so it will happen it will happen this yeah. is only mine to own
0: i'm sorry
2: i i will i will track you guys down until you come on so
0: don't worry about i'm gonna beat i'm gonna beat Aaron now that i know that Aaron's behind yeah. me uh here you go
2: um, but, uh, yeah, Twitter's the best place to get a hold of me. My ha- my handle is T a pounder. Um, and then I do do a podcast. I associated- got
1: to tell the people what's the A stand for.
2: Andrew. Okay. So you heard Thomas Andrew Pounder. Um, yeah, so, um, but, uh, and my podcast is, uh, the church digital psychic podcast. And, um, I started it when I was in doing, um, youth ministry stuff and then I partnered up with jeff reed and the church digital and so now it's the church digital psychic podcast and we talk about digital stuff my heart is really like you guys it's to encourage people in digital ministry and so i, I bring on people to, to share their stories so it's it's been it's been really cool
0: i love it i love it well tom thanks for leading the way thanks for taking the time to be with us today uh we're grateful for you if anybody we're gonna leave links uh to the podcast and tom's Social accounts. Uh, make sure you connect with him online. And I promise you, if you DM him, he will respond. Uh, and so uh, connect uh, connect with Tom online and, and go uh, download and subscribe to his podcast as well. You will hear Aaron and I soon on that yes. podcast as well. So we look forward to that, for that day. Um, and just thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will like talk to you again next
2: week.